While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Everybody. How's it going? Hope you're doing well, enjoying the summer for some of you. Some of you guys I know are probably doing summer school. I'm very sorry for your loss there. Um, I'll still be doing coaching and all that stuff, but you know what? We got some time in between practice and uh, engagement party stuff that I can actually get a, a nice recording in here. So thank you so much for anyone that's been listening in consistently, or if you're new to the show, welcome to it. My name is Ryan. Uh, I teach high school. I also coach a few different sports, uh, and I'm like a mentor and uh, instructional coach to some of our newer teachers in the building. Uh, so if you are new to Classroom Brew, we're just, you know, going to sit down, have a couple of beers, and we'll, we'll chat about some stuff. If you want to be on the show, you can reach me, classroombrew at gmail.com, or you can reach me on Instagram and Twitter, and that's uh, at Classroom Brew, no spaces, no numbers, no anything, just Classroom Brew, as you would normally spell it. All right, for this one, ooh, we have a hard pear cider, uh, and it's pretty good. It's crisp. It's a little more dry, and it it doesn't uh, give me stomach pain. So that's a, we're we're ahead on on that front there. Um, it's not too sweet. And normally, sweetness doesn't bother me too much, but with a beer, that that's for sure. A, it's a hard pass for me, uh, or with a cider rather. Uh, there's still some beers that I I'm still trying to figure out. I would love to have a Guinness again. That's why we have the sign that the little toucan from like 1950-something that says, lovely day for a Guinness. I would love to, if you see that on TikTok or YouTube, you can, you can see the sign I'm talking about. But it would be great to have one of those again. I, I have a, one bottle. It's not the same as on tap, but I have one bottle in the fridge, and I guess I'm saving it for a special occasion, just special stomach pain occasion. <laughs> uh, when I am feeling sweet, though, so if, if I'm feeling like treating myself a little bit, well, when I'm at the, the coffee place in the morning or something like that, I'll be like, put extra Splenda in there, like an idiot. Um, if I'm feeling extra sweet, you know, make the day a little extra sweet to start or give me that little extra pick-me-up because the double or triple or however many shots of espresso it is in an Americano <laughs> uh, and then the ice on top of it, like if that didn't wake me up in the morning, and then probably the pre-workout that's still going through my veins, then for sure the, the extra sugar, the extra Splenda artificial sweetener, that's for sure going to do it. And I've decided too for summer, unless it's like a formal occasion or coaching because it gets pretty like dusty, sometimes muddy, uh, and wouldn't be a good idea. I'm going to wear Crocs every day. Crocs all day, every day. And no one can stop me. I do it when I take Marty out to go to the bathroom. and. I'm going to do it whenever I feel like it. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm kind of like, I had this professor, Paul Reddish, when I was at the University of Iowa. Man always wore Crocs. I didn't know that winter Crocs existed until I saw this man during one of our winter classes before the end of the semester. Great guy, look him up, uh, like a founder of special education. But he wore Crocs every day 
Uh, He's an emeritus professor now, and he deserves it. So why can't I deserve it during the summer to to wear Crocs whenever I feel like it? And that's what I'm going to do. But yeah, um, I think I, I don't remember if I talked about this or not, but toward the end of the year, we, we got rid of Peter's desk. Uh, we, we got him a replacement, of course, but we had to get rid of it because there was rat shit in it. And when I tell you, the, the fear wasn't like we, we obviously like sealed it up with like duct tape and stuff like that. But the fear was that someone was going to walk by and want to take it. Like, that looks really nice. It looks really good. So we had to like label it like trash, uh, infested. We had to write all this shit in permanent marker, like directly on the surface, on the sides. <laughs> we like taped it up to make it look like it was extra broke, like additional tape on top of the sealant uh, to make it look like it was really broken and worn down just to make sure that no one would walk by and be like, that's a good looking desk. I might as well take that. Why does it smell so weird? Uh, and, and then fast forward, the end of the day, it's actually brought out. Uh, so, you know, props to the, the custodial staff. It's actually brought outside to the dumpster. And then fast forward like one more day, it's still out there, but like someone karate chopped it in half. It's an aluminum desk with like that fake, you know, that standard like, it's like a, a, a beige or a cream colored like steel desk or whatever with like the silver legs and then the, the fake oak wood top, fake wood oak looking top. It's the standard, like, that's all, that's the desk that every single teacher of mine had pretty much from kindergarten all the way through my senior year of high school. And then my student teaching school, they all had them. And it's only, it's only when we got to my school that we don't have, like, the standard teacher desk. We all have different shit, just kind of like we found it from different decades and put it in our room. But anyways, it's that type of desk, and someone karate chopped it. It's not actually wood. You know, there's like rebar supports in mine, and mine is wood, but the fake wood one with the rebar stuff, who's chopping? Who went, unless they like dropped something really, I don't, it was weird. But point being, we got rid of the rat shit desk. That's a bit of a relief. <laughs> now, Peter has like a clear, he's, he's good, he's good to go. He doesn't have any, any shit, shit ridden stuff in his classroom. So that's nice. Anyway, all, all, all shit desks aside, uh, <laughs> moving on. Um, so, hey, uh, the, the big thing, it's been coming up more recently with all these articles um, about teachers that are, are leaving the profession. Uh, and so there was this article from the Wall Street Journal, for example. And this was posted, I think I saw it on Facebook. But the article itself, teachers are quitting in droves for new careers, but the transition can be bumpy. So. It's basically like an article that I, I would assume, oh, and of course it's not loading, I would assume it's given tips for like learning those rules to the corporate world uh, as if we wouldn't know how to do it. And it, it basically, with all the, the heightened awareness, I, I don't know, it, I feel like burnout's always been a thing, but like the heightened awareness of it all, uh, it got me thinking like, what do people really think is happening with this burnout stuff? Or why are they, how are they trying to incentivize people to want to stay in, uh, in, in teaching? I mean, I've been teaching now for five or six years and I've already had that instance of like, do I really want to keep doing this? It's not something that's like new. I think I even had an episode where I talked about like, I don't know what's going to happen next year. <laughs> not to be like 
melodramatic or, or whatever. Uh, but let's see, teachers, let's see if I can find it. Teachers are quitting. And I, I say that as I'm seeing so many people that I've worked with or that maybe I went to school with that are no longer in that profession. Uh, and I don't know if, if it's something that is just not sustainable. They, they've made it so inhospitable that now there are articles from the Wall Street Journal letting people know, like, here's how you can survive without, <laughs> without teaching. You know, here's a career path for you afterward. And a lot of them are not teaching adjacent, you know? Oh, weird. Maybe Wall Street Journal just doesn't work for me or whatever. Um, but when you look at this, this is not a comment here, but when you look at like the comments for these things, who was it originally posted on? Let's see. Like this one, for example, T. Michelle Walker writes, it'll be a challenge for teachers to become accustomed to actually being allowed to urinate like a normal person, to take a real lunch break without having to work, to take general breaks without having to cover duties, uh, to being treated like a professional, most likely receiving more pay, and last of all, being treated like a modicum of respect and dignity. If they were able to teach through masks, COVID, and a toxic dying school system, I think they're up to the challenge of the corporate world. And then some people go in, let's say, hope they, some, this idiot, hope they don't apply for administrative assistant jobs then. Like, are you trying to throw shit? I mean, well, I guess, I don't know. I don't know enough about that position, but, uh, let's see. Someone's talking about like people are sick of whining about the job or whatever. Taught school. In case my doctor teaches English, one of her students told her COVID. Unsure what the disconnect is. We're all saying the same thing. Yeah, I feel like you guys are all on the same side here. Um, pay two to three weeks off, or is your pay stretched out over a full year? Ooh, interesting. Uh, I don't know. I I saw the article. It's interesting that there are there's been more and more awareness of this being brought forward, where people are talking about it, but it, people don't want to actually face the reality of what needs to change. I'm not saying all this because I have a solution. I'm just saying. Uh, when it comes to teacher burnout or, or whatever it may be, I, I guess it reminds me of, if you guys remember Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace. Uh, Anthony Bourdain was a celebrity chef. And at one point, didn't he have a, he had a show where he just like went around the world. He worked with a celebrity or he, he interviewed celebrities or whatever. And he just tried different cuisine around the world to the point where it's like that guy, and granted, uh, anxiety, depression, things like that, it's not something as simple as like, oh, you should just be happy. There's obviously like chemical imbalances and things like that. But when you think about like finding joy in what you do, I don't know if we're as teachers in this environment, if we're going to stay in this profession, I don't know if we can find our joy in our work anymore. That's kind of what kept people in teaching for the most part anyways, right? The whole, uh, Michael said this earlier, Michael Fleming, uh, an episode or two ago, episode or two ago, he said, I, was, I stayed in it and I was worried about leaving it because no one can do it like me. Or you worry that someone's not gonna uh, do as good a job or you worry about what might happen if you were to leave. Uh, these are all things I've heard many times, like whether it's in a car with somebody when we're carpooling or something like that or on the podcast. The, the big thing that keeps people in lower paying teaching jobs is their passion for it. 
But more and more, I feel like people are losing that passion. And well, first off, people don't want to hear about it. They will all say like, oh, you guys are all saints and all that shit, but nothing really changes. And then we have shit like, I saw this, this is from July 1st uh, from ABC News, where it's an ex-CPS principal admitted to defrauding the district of hundreds of thousands of dollars with like overtime shit. Let's see if we can get this to play. And we talk about burnout though and the corruptness of administration and people that are in charge. This is exactly, North Side Chicago Public School. This is exactly what we mean. Federal charges tonight accused of stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Good Lord. And using her own employees as part of her scam. You constantly hear about politicians stealing money. Mm -hmm. You hear about the principal stealing money. That's even worse. 57-year-old Sarah Jackson Abdelal, former principal of Brenneman Elementary, was arrested this morning and charged with 10 counts of wire fraud. I mean, good That's Lord. She authorized overtime pay for hours employees did not work and collected. So having the employees uh, say they were working overtime, but then she doesn't give them their money. By the way, I've never been paid overtime in my entire time teaching. And I work in this district that they're talking about. We don't get overtime for that. How? How? No one like thought twice about this. Like, oh, teachers don't get paid overtime. This principal has been applying for hundreds, hundreds of thousands of dollars in overtime. Hmm. No one thought about that. The cash from them claiming it was for, quote, legitimate school expenses. The kids didn't even have a playground to use. There were no school assemblies. Tess Rigby, chairperson of Brenneman's Parent Advisory Council, said during Abdullah's tenure, she and other parents had been fighting for more resources. The school had nothing, and we have been told for years there's no budget. According to court documents, Abdullah allegedly took the cash, bought money orders from a currency exchange to cover her tracks, and used it for personal expenses, including her mortgage. I mean, also, why is there, there's like video of her like casually walking through. I know this isn't like a video from when, because she was obviously removed from her position. And it says ex-CPS principal. We should look up this lady, see what else she's got out there. It looks very positive. Prosecutors claim she racked up a total with the of videos. $200,000. 200 grand. Yes, money. To also hear the principal was able to embezzle 200 grand is just ridiculous. The alleged scam took place from 2012 to 2019 before CPS <laughs> Inspector General advised Six the years. to remove Seven years, sorry. position. In a statement, CPS said in part, if true, these charges represent true. a betrayal of trust unbecoming of any public servant, especially those who serve students and families. I mean, in court, Abdullah pleaded not guilty and was ordered released on what? a $50,000 appearance bond. She's due back in court mid-September. And here's the thing. She probably got that $50,000 from the bond from the money she, <laughs> from the money she embezzled. And they were probably like, okay, nothing we can do about it. It's fine. Meanwhile, these kids at, uh, what was the school again? Brenneman Elementary School. I don't think they have a, I mean, they're a North Side school. But if a North Side school doesn't have the resources and things like that they should be getting, that's saying something. I'm almost used to, sadly, I'm used to a South Side school not getting this shit. But, Jesus. Um, see, in the video, it said that she pled not guilty. But now in the article, if you read it, it says she pleaded guilty, pled guilty to uh, wire fraud. She faces a likely prison sentence of about three to five years. And because she's cooperating, she could lower her sentence. Dude, just pay the money back. I did ask teachers to submit the fake overtime. Her scam took place over blah, 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 her seven-year span. 
uh, another CPS. Oh, it was a CEO that got four and a half years behind bars. Blah, 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 blah. Why? Why is it just a short amount? Like, why aren't you paying back the money? I don't understand that. And again, if she got a 50,000, she took $200,000. You know what the bail should be? $200,000. Let's start with you starting to pay this shit back. Why are we doing percentages of what was taken? Uh, and granted, I don't know her situation, but it's not like this is a GoFundMe because she has something going on. She broke the law. It's just a bad look for all, all teachers here. You know? So I guess, you know what? Fuck it. Perfect opportunity for our Comment Heroes of the Week. Welcome to the Comment Hero of the Week. When someone's being an ass in the comment section, but they have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. What's going on is you failed fucking social studies. Or when you see someone call that person out, they are our Comment Hero of the Week. Yeah! Even though some heroes do call out those idiots, remember, don't call out a comment hero in the comment section. You can't fix them, and you can't fix stupid. <laughs> so this is shared from, uh, what was it, ABC uh, 7 Chicago. And this is, again, the CPS principal that uh, defrauded hundreds of thousands of dollars, and that's not hyperbole. And so uh, Heidi reads, I can't believe teachers played along with this craziness. <laughs> Someone responds, well, it is Chicago, it is Chicago, and it's Democrats. She probably thought she was either owed, earned, or entitled to that money. Zero doubts about it. And she, there's, it's a basically a run-on sentence. Um, now, oh, see, it's getting really political here. Uh, someone here writes, doing jail time does absolutely nobody any good. Take all her assets, including the house she paid off with CPS money, and give it all to the school. Leave her homeless, careless, uh, and completely impoverished. Let nature take its course. A little harsh there. This is from Tina Marie Og. Uh, yikes, got a little bit, you know, not going to go into that one. Uh, and then someone here goes, this is from Sandra Kuss, Kuss, K-U-S-S, writes, shame on these teachers stealing the children's money. They're a disgrace. It says they're a D-I-S-G, but I'm assuming that they meant disgrace. She meant disgrace. First off, the teachers didn't get the money, motherfucker. Uh, I don't understand the wolf for a profile picture. I don't know what it is with the teachers necessarily. Maybe it's just they were thinking they'd actually get something or apply. I don't know if there was like a quid pro quo, whatever you call it there. Uh, it does seem weird that they did sign the thing, but the money was going to the principal. So now for sure, the teacher hate and teacher respect has gone down the drain because a principal. What a what a vicious cycle of being <laughs> teachers being disrespected by administration and that administration doing illegal shit and the teachers get blamed anyway. What? Do we already get blamed for being quote unquote selfish if we ask for more uh, more money? Our salaries, that is, which haven't gone up very much at all. The fact that my coaching stipend is the equivalent of like a penny an hour, uh just for Monday through Friday, not counting the like, the summers and all that shit. Uh, it was talking about like, oh, thieves, this is classic for the city of Chicago. Uh, did she get a job at another school as a principal? Ugh. Uh, but honestly, why aren't they making this person pay it back? What was the name of the principal again? Let's see if I can find it. Abdalal. 
All right, Abdullal, let's see what she's got. <clears throat> I mean, the, the video that I saw, no, that's the wrong one. Uh, the video that I saw, it was like they were doing like a school tour where I guess she might have been boasting about the stuff they had been doing. Where she's like, look at all this. We need all the money. Meanwhile, I'm paying off. This is a new manicure. It's a new wig. I've got my new house. <laughs> They're just like not thinking. Although principals make bank though, right? Principals already make six figures or more. Uh, what was the CPS? I'm just going to put CPS principal fraud. There's going to be way too many hits. That's too general. <laughs> uh, former friends. What was her name, though? I just need her name. It's all over the place. It's from CBS 2 News. A former Chicago Public Schools principal is accused of stealing $200,000 in an overtime scheme. Sarah Jackson Abdelal was principal of Brenneman Elementary in Brenna Park. Prosecutors say the principal told employees mm. she'd authorize overtime pay for hours they never actually worked, convincing those employees to give her the extra money, saying she would use it to pay for school expenses. Instead, investigators say the cash went right into her Yikes. See, when I look up the school, it's, oh, there's a YouTube channel for this school. Oh. Oh, it's just announcements. What? That can't be right. I don't know what the interview was. Was it can't be they did a coat drive at one point. Ah. Whoops. Sorry. All right, coat drive, nothing there, unless you stole some coats from some kids, literally. Let's see. Nope, no free ads, no free ads, no free ads. Sorry, I'm on YouTube for this. I just want to see what else there is, you know? Oh, nope, no, nope, it was them dancing. Nothing to do with it. Morning announcements, they have a lot of morning announcements on here. Why is that all they have? Is that the principal in the background? Oh my god. That's Sir Sharonin on the thumbnail. It doesn't even make sense. Oh, that's sad. She's taking their money that could have been going toward truly anything else. But it's a bad look, right? Uh so that's pretty I don't want to, you know, just go for hours trying to look for stuff about that. But I we talk about burnout and finding joy at work. Here's a, a prime example of what's not gonna make teachers happy. Uh, moreover, weareteachers.com, they even posted an update from the state of Texas where they are, the, the headline literally reads, punishing teachers who resign will not remedy this historic teacher shortage. Essentially what they're doing in Texas, and this is from Megan Mathis, uh, she posted this in May, so I'm getting to it a little bit late, but apparently 600,000 public school teachers quit their jobs between January and March from 2020 to March, 2022. Uh, so a two year span, but that's still a shit ton of people. And in Texas, over 300 of those teachers had their license suspended for leaving their jobs in the middle of the year, which is insane. How are you going to incentive? Like, do you want miserable people in the classroom? <laughs> leave the classroom, lose your license. In Charleston, North Carolina, uh, if teachers leave their jobs before their contract expires, their license is suspended for a full year. That's from Emma Mayer from Newsweek. And granted, I understand they're trying to give some sort of a punishment for it, but that, that'd be like, well, I guess it is a contract, but still. Oh, Marty. 
ah, I lost my train of thought there because Marty had to go alert barking and I'm alert now. Cool. Um, so other, other states are doing this too, where they're suspending people because they want to leave the profession. Instead of making it more hospitable, they're just thinking about punishments. They get not rewards for staying in, but punishments for leaving. And at the same time, classrooms have upwards of 80% enrollment drops oh, over the past decade. Let's see, the educator moves to a new teaching position that requires a different certification. Teacher in Texas won't face penalties if they do, okay, if they resign due to working conditions related to physical harm or threat of physical harm, and it, they won't be punish, punished or face those penalties if there's a reduction in base pay continued or compared to their previous year of teaching. I don't know if they can get much lower. And so this article is basically going to do what, what they really want. It's more about respect and autonomy, uh, sustainable working environments for teachers. And yeah, sometimes higher salary would be nice. You know, is that so much to ask for? But instead they want to, you know, vilify and uh, go after teachers for, for leaving the profession that they got into with the best of intentions and left uh, likely in a state of, of despair because that's that's where we're at right now. So, oh, I'm glad I'm on summer break because this, it's been, mm, well, let me tell you, it's been a tough two or three years now, two or three school years, uh, two or three years, fuck it. So if you know somebody that is also going, experiencing some of that, I mean, have them reach out to me. That'd be interesting to have them on there. Uh, we're going to have some people on the podcast coming up too. Uh, there's a lot, plenty of different updates here. I, sorry, I'm out of my element because Marty just lost his shit, uh, alert barking at nothing across the street. It's fine. It is what it is. But uh, yeah. So if you, uh, if you like this episode, share it with somebody else. If it's something that you found interesting, I mean, I can also share those articles if you reach me on Instagram or, or email. Uh, you know that stuff. I said it at the top of the episode. But it's, it's not as lighthearted as we're having beers over it. And it's not as lighthearted as our usual episodes. I get that. But it needed to be said. You know, it's also like that's when I look at stuff, when I start thinking about episodes, it's stuff that's like the week or two leading up to a recording. And that's everything that people are talking about in teaching. There's not much else going on, especially with the summer. And I say that as we gear up for, we've got our department chair, like, beginning of year planning stuff starting in like July. It's too soon. It's like when they put the the teacher supplies or the, the school supplies out at the store in like June. You're like, we just got out, motherfucker. What are you doing? It's like how they put Christmas stuff out and it's like still Halloween. You're like, what are you doing, man? Just stop. Give us our time to enjoy where we're at. Let's let's be more let's be more present, just like the PD leaders try to say every time they start a professional development. Let's be present and minimize our technology. In this case, let's be present and minimize our school supplies during the summer. Enjoy your time. And they're just like, no, hypocrisy. So anyways, thank you guys so much for listening though to this one. Uh, not that, I mean, a bit of a downer, sorry. But it is what it is. I don't make the news. I don't make what's prevalent in the world. I just go into it when I feel like going into it. So I guess I'm selective with it, but it is what it is. Uh, reach out. You can subscribe on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash classroom for all that extra bonus stuff and whatever. Uh, reach out. You guys all know that stuff. And until next week, class dismissed.
This is Classroom Brew.